Welcome to the Adam Schefter Podcast, where today we are going to delve into the official start of the NFL New Year with a culmination of news on Tuesday that included the Seahawks agreeing to send Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos and Aaron Rodgers announcing that he is returning to the Green Bay Packers. And we are going to be joined by a man who promises to be in the headlines next week, the Buffalo Bills backup quarterback, the former first round draft pick of the Chicago Bears, Mitch Trubisky, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent when the new league year begins next week. And Trubisky is slated to be one of the top quarterback options available. We'll ask him where he could envision himself playing and get his thoughts on some of the fits and some of the potential cities that he could be calling home. But the big news Tuesday was not, not Aaron Rodgers, the news that we waited for all offseason. It was Seattle agreeing to send Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos in exchange for quarterback Drew Locke, defensive lineman Shelby Harris, tight end Noah Fant, two first-round draft picks, and two second-round draft picks. And the fact that Wilson could overshadow Rodgers' announcement on that day reminded me a little bit of the day when Tom Brady announced his retirement. And you would think, what could ever be bigger than Tom Brady announcing his retirement? In fact, ESPN planned an extra hour of NFL Live that day so that we were on from 3 to 5 Eastern. And at the start of the second hour, Brian Flores filed his lawsuit that alleged discrimination in hiring practices of NFL head coaches. And in the final hour of NFL Live, on a day it was expanded to accommodate Tom Brady, Tom Brady's name was never mentioned. And that's what Tuesday reminded us of a little bit. Aaron Rodgers made his big announcement And it actually got overshadowed by one of the biggest trades in NFL history. Let's sort it out from both ends. The Denver Broncos, since Peyton Manning retired, have gone through 11 different starting quarterbacks. And just as the Broncos once struggled as an organization to find a successor to the Hall of Fame quarterback, John Elway, they now are struggling to find a successor to the Hall of Fame quarterback, Peyton Manning. And they looked last offseason at Aaron Rodgers and could not figure out a way to get him out of Green Bay. And so with that in mind, the Broncos set out to acquire Russell Wilson, something that they now will formalize and make official when the new league year begins next week, assuming that Wilson passes his physical at the time we tape this podcast Tuesday afternoon. And Russell Wilson will step onto an offense that's ready made to win right now. Javante Williams at running back, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick at wide receiver, a good improved offensive line, a strong defense. So Denver, by acquiring Wilson, will be built to win now. And it better be because it's in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. And think about this. Think about the strength of the quarterbacks in the AFC right now. That is where the strength of football is. We have Josh Allen, Mac Jones, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Russell Wilson, all in the AFC 
Russell Wilson's left the NFC and think about the NFC West, right? The Rams traded three first round picks for Matthew Stafford. That now looks like a bargain. And they're in a division where the 49ers are likely to trade Jimmy Garoppolo, where the Seahawks have traded Russell Wilson, where the Cardinals have a disgruntled Kyler Murray, where Aaron Rodgers is the king of the NFC quarterbacks in a conference that doesn't measure up to the quarterback talent of the AFC. AFC is loaded with quarterbacks. NFC, not so much. But here's the other wild card to consider. The Seattle Seahawks now have added draft capital. And we just throw this out there in a speculative, hypothetical way. But would it not make sense for the Seattle Seahawks to take the two ones and two twos that they acquired on Tuesday and turn around and trade them for Deshaun Watson? You go from an older quarterback to a younger quarterback in Deshaun Watson. You go from a quarterback in Russell Wilson who probably is going to wind up with a new deal to going to a quarterback who has four years left on a deal at about $24 million a year in Deshaun Watson. What if Seattle decides to jump into the bidding for Deshaun Watson, assuming his legal situation is resolved? Now, yes, there are going to be civil lawsuits. Yes, he is likely to be suspended from the National Football League. But the Seahawks now have been given the flexibility to go make an even bolder move if they desire, and if they decide to do that on a quarterback like Deshaun Watson, and if they decide that they don't want to go for Deshaun Watson, I can completely picture the Seahawks general manager, John Schneider, taking that first overall pick from the Denver Broncos and packaging it off to acquire more first-round draft picks to replenish the Seahawks roster, to build it back up again. And so just as Denver and Seattle were the teams to watch on a day in which Aaron Rodgers announced his return. I think Seattle is a team to watch here going forward this offseason with a team that's remaking its roster in front of our very eyes. There is still an unresolved issue with the Seahawks linebacker, Bobby Wagner, same draft class as Russell Wilson. His name could come up here, whether they decide to trade him, restructure his contract, release him. I think that situation is going to need to be resolved here in the coming days before the new league year begins. And so Seattle is a team to watch here as the quarterbacks get reshuffled across the NFL. The NFC West gets a little weaker right now for the time being. The AFC gets a lot stronger right now. And the NFL offseason is officially underway. Now, I will say this, going into free agency next week, I don't know that we will have any day that measures up to the significance of Tuesday in the National Football League. All the things that happened on just Tuesday alone with Rodgers announcing his return, Russell being traded, Mike Williams agreeing to a $60 million deal to stay in Los Angeles on a day in which the Packers put the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, the Buccaneers put the franchise tag on Chris Godwin, the Cowboys put the franchise tag on Dalton Schultz, the Jaguars did it with offensive lineman Cam Robinson, and this all came 24 hours after one of the biggest stories that we've seen in a while, the NFL suspending standout wide receiver Calvin Ridley for a full year for betting on games, including games with his own Falcons team. To give you an idea of how good Calvin Ridley is, I remember before last season beginning, one NFL head coach in the NFC telling me that he thought Calvin Ridley was the best young wide receiver in the game. 
the best. And the best young wide receiver in the game, according to that coach, now is suspended for a full year and cannot apply for reinstatement until February 15th of 2023. And so Calvin Ridley now gets put on ice and you hope that he can come back and make his way back to the National Football League. And that happened Monday, which now seems like an eternity ago, considering everything else that did happen. All right. We will begin to turn our attention towards next week. And next week will be the official start of free agency. And the quarterback who may be the most hotly pursued quarterback on the free agent market is the former first-round draft pick of the Chicago Bears, a man who wisely made the decision to go to Buffalo this year to learn in that organization to be around Josh Allen and to enhance his value, which he has done. He's going to hit the free agent market next week, and Mitch Trubisky will be a quarterback in demand as he seeks a starting job and a big salary with another team in another city. Mitchell. Hey, how's it going? You got How me? are you doing? I got you. You got me? Doing great, Adam. How are you, man? Good. And I got to ask you this. Do you prefer Mitch or Mitchell? It does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter, huh? The great debate is over with. I can roll with either one. See, I remember when you were coming out of college, remember hearing that I think your mother called you Mitchell and that you preferred Mitchell. Am I incorrect in remembering that? I... I that is one of the big stories that came out. I do not have any preference. I have people that call me Mitchell. I have people that call me Mitch. Uh, I really go by both. Um, so it really, it, it really does not matter. It, it happens all the time. And people made a big story out of it when I was coming out for uh, coming out for the draft. And when I first got to Chicago and even now I'm still getting the question, but I really do not have a preference. At <laughs> okay. All. Well, I'm going to call you Mitch then for purposes of this conversation. And the last time I saw you, Mitch, we were at, the Masters in Augusta. Are we ready for the golf season to begin this week at TPC here in Ponte Vedra? Oh yeah, absolutely. Golf season is underway. You're, you know, it's as soon as football season ends, you take like a week to get your body right, week or two, and then you're back on the golf course. Do you like playing it more than you like watching it, or do you watch it more than you play it? I like to play it more than I watch it. Um, but last year at the Masters was amazing to see those guys in person you i think you get a whole new level of respect for the game when you see the types of shots and uh the focus and the mental endurance these guys have out there to um i mean because we go out there and we hack it around a little bit but these guys are so precise with every single shot and it's amazing to see in person but uh, i would definitely say i like to play it more than i watch it what kind of golfer are you i'm i'm in the 80s i'm in the 80s consistently so i'm trying to i'm trying i'm trying to get lower and uh and the harder courses you play i'll be in 90s every every now and then but i haven't been playing for too long but uh i really enjoy the game and was that your first time in augusta at the masters so that was my first time and i'd love to go back so if anybody's got an extra ticket out there just let me know and i'll be and i'll be there again this year that was my first time and i think i'm going back this year if i get invited again and that was unbelievable to walk around it was you remember, kind of empty. There weren't a lot of spectators. You could kind of go where you wanted, get as close as you wanted to the players playing. And it was just unbelievable to be around that type of environment. Everything yeah. was so pristine, right? Like there wasn't a pine needle out of place anywhere on the grounds. Just incredible. So, by the way, this is, this is a huge time in your life. We've got a baby boy 
the first child <laughs> on the way in a month, and we've got free agency coming. What's better than being Mitch Trubisky right now? <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's a big year, um, and definitely more so. Like, there's been so much growth outside of football for me with getting married last year, and now baby born in the way and and there's also free agency so you got the career side of it as well so it's it's so exciting over here in the Trubisky house we're excited to see what happens and we actually have free agency first so <laughs> we got to find out where we're going and then find out if we're having the baby down here in Florida which is where we live in the off season or if we're going to have it um, wherever we go next for the team but it's exciting we, we can't wait for the baby boy to get here and me and my wife are so excited so it's it's definitely crazy what is the coolest part about almost becoming a dad here to you when you think about that, Mitch? Um, to me, I think I've always wanted to, I've always wanted kids and I've always wanted to be a father. And one of my biggest role models in my life was my father and my mom. So I think just being a parent and having somebody you look after and um, it's just that I think that unconditional love you have for, for your family and then your own your own kids is um, to love something more than you love yourself is, is an incredible feeling. And I already feel that way about my baby boy that's on the way. So uh, I'm excited to be a dad and uh, to start this next chapter of my life. And that's the whole thing. When the baby is born, you will not ever have felt a love like that in your entire life. And you already are aware of it, which is kind of cool. But when that yeah. little child arrives and looks up, I'm just telling you, it changes everything right then and there. Like it's, it's all yeah. different. That that's when your life really changes. Right. Right. The wedding. I've, I've, yeah, yeah. The wedding it right. changes, change cities, change jobs. Yeah. Those are all ch- this, this Mitch, this is where it changes. Yeah. That's what everybody's been telling me. And uh, we've had close friends that uh, have, have had like kids these last couple of years that are really close to us. And just to see them go through this process, it's, it's really amazing to see how, people adapt and the type of parents they become and we're excited to jump in that as well. And like you said, it's amazing. And I can't, I can't wait for it. What was your reaction when you found out you were having a boy? I was excited. I was very surprised. Uh, I thought we were going to have a girl and then my wife thought we were going to have a son. So she's, uh, she's usually always right. So I was, I was excited. I'm going to have a son and uh, either way we're, we're um, obviously happy. We just want a healthy baby, but it's, it's exciting that we're having a son. Do you, do you stop and think about how much your life is going to change in the coming weeks here with changing teams, with moving on, with signing with a new team, with becoming a dad, with all these things that are in store for you in the coming weeks? You stop and think about that. What's the most daunting part about that, Mitch? Um, I think if you... <laughs> I, sometimes I have. And I, I think if you think about it all at once, it could be kind of crazy and overwhelming. There's just all these unknowns that um, you don't know, like, when's the baby going to be born? Where are we going to be at? Uh, like, there's all these unknowns. But I think for me, you just got to take it one day at a time. And I was like, we'll figure out those answers uh, when we get there. Um, with free agency coming up, we'll probably figure out where we're going March 16th, hopefully. And then we'll get ready for the baby boy, get ready for OTAs. And uh, just, you just got to take it a day at a time for me. And, but I have the best teammate um, and, and my wife that I could possibly ask for. She's my rock and uh, whatever's next for us. I know it's going to be a great chapter for, for me and her. As you're explaining all that, the thought occurred to me, right? Most people, they're planning the birth of their child. 
They know their doctor. They know the hospital. Is your wife staying behind wherever you are right now? I'm not sure exactly where you are. Or will you be moving to a city and finding a doctor and a hospital at that point in time to have the baby? So we've talked about both scenarios. We do have a doctor down here in Florida that we've met with, but we've also talked about depending on where we go, would it be better for me to be in OTAs and then also have them right there to have the baby? So I don't have to worry about possibly flying back if the baby comes early. So um, there's a lot of scenarios to work to. So we have a plan A right now (laughs) for the baby to be born down here in uh, Florida. So we'll see what happens. And I just, I can't miss it. So we might have to have a, a plane on standby for me to jump on. So, so the van, the van Jefferson plan doesn't work for you. Like, in other words, you're at the training facility, you're going through an OTA practice, you get the text that your wife's on the way to the hospital and you miss the birth and you're watching on FaceTime. That's not going to happen with you this year. That would not be ideal for me. I don't think my <laughs> wife would be very happy about that. <laughs> what is the, what is the actual due date, Mitch? May 9th. Okay, so you got a little bit of time. So it's not like you're going to be on a free agent visit next week and all of a sudden you're going to no. get a page that you're being pulled out of there. You got time to prepare for this. I do. I do. We got some time. Okay, that's good. Okay, that's great. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Adam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Adam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, tell me the biggest thing that you take away from spending last season in Buffalo around Josh Allen and what you learned from him. Josh, Josh is incredible. I had so much fun, uh, with Josh and, and really Davis Webb and our whole quarterback room learning from Ken Dorsey and, uh, Brian Dable's offense in Buffalo and Shay Tierney as well. Um, I think the, I took a lot from my year with Josh. I I love the way he processes on the field so quickly. And I think just his ability to – he trusts his instincts. He's an instinctual player. Um, he prepares his butt off during the week. But on Sundays, like, if he sees something, he's, he's going to trust it, extend plays. And, and I think that allows him to play free and, and play quickly. And then the last thing was just watching him uh, overcome adversity. If something bad ever happened in the game, whether um, it was something the other team did or something we did, 
it, it never affected his game. And he would just go out there and continue to be aggressive, make great decisions, and, and was a great leader for our team. So um, I, I hope I helped him uh, as much as he helped me in my game. And I just learned so much from Coach Dable and Dorsey. And it was a really fun year in Buffalo. And going up, going up against that defense and scout team uh, was a lot of fun and challenging for me as well. Good defense, right? Oh, yeah, they're incredible, incredible across the board. Coach uh, Frazier has, has them dialed up, and they were flying around in practice now. They didn't just wait till Sundays. They got after it during the week, and uh, it made it competitive in practice for us. What do you take out of the culture there in Buffalo that you'll bring with you to your new franchise, wherever that is, Mitch? Definitely. I think the culture is huge. What Coach McDermott and really Brandon Bean have established in Buffalo, just the type of guys they bring in, hardworking guys who put the team first, um, just great camaraderie. Like the guys, we would hang out all the time and just be around each other and uh, hanging out with our families. And it just carried over from the locker room to the weight room to the field. Everyone had each other's backs and uh, I think that was the other reason that people, guys weren't afraid to make, make mistakes or go out there and play free because they knew their teammates had their back. They knew the coaches had their back. And from top to bottom, I think that's how Coach McDermott and Brand Bean established a great culture in Buffalo, the type of guys they brought in and, and the trust and communication that um, they instilled in that locker room. And wherever I go next, I'm definitely going to take a lot of that stuff with me and make sure um, the leaders on the team like you, you got to have that great culture in order to have uh, a, a winning uh, franchise. How long will that overtime loss stay with you? Oh, forever, probably. I mean, you don't forget games like that. You just don't. Um, that was the craziest game I've ever been a part of and, and, and was able to witness and see in person. Um, but you just got to – the lessons from that game, you learn from it, and then hopefully you get an opportunity um, to – to win it next time, you know? So it, it was a crazy game. Both teams played amazing. The quarterbacks played outstanding. Um, and it was just fun to be a part of. You know, I remember talking to John Wooten, who was the former head of the Fritz Pollard Alliance. And I think he played. If he didn't play, he was a part of. I think he played in the 1958 championship game between the Colts and the Giants. That's widely considered one of the greatest NFL games in history. And he said that the Bills-Chiefs game was the greatest game that he had ever seen. And he played in that 1958 wow. game. What will be the one thing that you always remember about a game that was that memorable, that incredible to watch and will stay with you as long as it will? Um, I think the thing for me is that when you have that trust and belief in your teammates, uh, the game's never over and that's on both sides. So you're never out of the fight until that clock is Zero, zero, zero. Or, or, for example, when we went to the overtime, if you uh, score on, on the first possession, like the game is never over until it's actually over. So you got to keep playing through the whistle, um, playing till playing till you win. Like because no team was ever out of that game, and we just kept going back and forth. And if you have that belief in yourself and, and that trust between your teammates, I don't think anybody was phased on on, on either team. And that's why guys were able to go out there and make incredible plays. Uh, it, it, was, it was awesome to watch. So I'll, I'll take that with me that you're never out of it. It doesn't, doesn't matter what the score is. doesn't matter how much time's left. Um, but it, it was crazy. Now, you've talked about your future, your referred to your future, and I've been doing some digging and can tell as best as I can 
there are some places that I think will wind up being interested in you. I want to ask you about each place and just say, what comes to your mind when I say this franchise? Because there's going to be a lot of teams that are interested in you, right? There have been, there's been some speculation out there that the New York Giants with Brian Dayball, their new general manager, Joe Shane, all the Buffalo connections. There has been some talk that the Giants could be interested in you. Although I personally don't think that they'll be able to afford you because they can't offer you the starting job initially. I think you're going to be brought in as a starter. But when I say to the New York Giants to you, what comes to mind? Yeah, I think of uh, Coach Dable right away, just because my connection with him in Buffalo. Um, I'm excited to see what he does in New York, really. I don't know where I'm going to go, but I know whatever he does there, he's going to do a great job with that offense. Uh, he's a great leader of men. Uh, he's just real and authentic with all the guys, and I think that's why uh, so many people respected him in our building. So I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And then, of course, New York, you think of, of, of the city. I haven't been to New York many times, but you think of – big New York city and, uh, and the giants. So I know coach Dable will do a great do- job and I'm excited to see that offense as a further enticement. If you come to New York, you have an open invitation to come play golf with me in New York. Okay. Just saying, sir, I'll, I'm, I'm going to take you up on that. Okay. What comes to mind when I tell you the Washington commanders, Washington commanders, I think my two, I think of the name. So you kind of got like a new era on the way, which is exciting. And then you got uh, two of my good buddies, Cole Holcomb, the linebacker, and then the left tackle, Charles Leno, who I play with in Chicago. So I think of those guys. I think of a young, talented roster. Um, they, they got a lot of good players. And I, I think of my two buddies. And Coach Ron Rivera, I was uh, – I watched uh, Coach – when I played at North Carolina, he was at the Carolina Panthers – and uh, I watched that team very closely when I was at North Carolina. So I got a lot of respect for Coach Rivera and what he's done in his career. Um, that year they went to the Super Bowl. I was at North Carolina, so I followed that team really closely. Um, yeah, they got a, a lot, lot of talent on their roster. That's That could be an exciting team coming up. The New Orleans Saints comes to mind. Saints. I think of uh, – you think of New Orleans. You think uh, – I think of Drew Brees. Uh, I studied Drew Brees uh, coming out. Um, legendary offense with uh, um, with coach taking taking some time off, and but yeah, I think of Drew Brees and just a great city. Uh, I've played in New Orleans a couple of times. Those fans are awesome. That's that's a tough place to play on the road uh, in the dome down there. So that's that would, that would be another great opportunity. But those fans are incredible down there. I believe that's where you won the MVP in New Orleans. Is it not, Mitch? Hey, the MVP <laughs> it was. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked that because my daughter worked there this year. There was a lot of talk about MVPs every week. So you were the initial oh, winner awesome. of the MVP, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, started it off. I'm very honored for that. And that's in, New yeah, in New Orleans. In New Orleans. You can go back to your roots, right? That would be kind of cool. Even more special. That would be sweet. What comes to mind when I say the Pittsburgh Steelers? Pittsburgh Steelers, I think uh, just like a legendary franchise. Like one of the – you think of the, the black and gold. You think of uh, Coach Mike Tomlin. Um, Ben Roethlisberger slinging it around, but the black and gold are just like legendary colors, uh, a great uh, historical franchise for the NFL. And, and Pittsburgh's uh, pretty close to home for me, being from Cleveland. So uh, that, that would be pretty cool. But you think of uh, AFC North, tough division, a lot of great quarterbacks, just hard-nosed football in the AFC North. So I got a lot of respect for Coach Tomlin and uh, that, that great defense they got up there. And there wouldn't be any issues growing up in Cleveland and then playing for Pittsburgh? 
<laughs> I think uh, it'd be hard to get a lot of my family members to switch into those colors, but I, I, I'd, I've been doing it just fine. <laughs> and my last team would be the Indianapolis Colts. What comes to mind when I ask you about the Colts? Yeah, Colts. I think uh, the first thing that always pops in my hand, my head when you talk about these teams is the quarterbacks who've been there. So like Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, they've had great quarterback play, Phillip Rivers. Um, and there's a lot of unknowns there because Wentz is still there, right? So um, I got a lot of respect uh, for, the, for the coach there. And uh, they got a great run game, great O-line. Um, just think of the blue and white in Indianapolis. Um, not a team I'm as familiar with, but uh, I'm – it, it's an exciting it's a, it's, a, it's an exciting place but i definitely think of Peyton manning andrew luck just great quarterback play and uh it, think of lucas oil stadium that's a really cool stadium where the combines had and i think uh i don't know if i've played there yet but it's i've been inside because of the combine it's it's a really cool it's a really cool town well that's my prediction for you that you're going to wind up with one of those teams either the giants washington new orleans pittsburgh or indianapolis you're going to be starting for one of those teams and your wife may be giving birth to your baby boy in one of those cities. So think about all those questions that are out there about all those cities and how cool that is and how you're going to be tied to one of these places. That's the dream. That's the dream. It's I'm so excited for this off season. I'm excited to be a starter again and have that opportunity to lead a team and then, and go back to the playoffs and, uh, I'm, I'm glad. Just let me know when I can start narrowing down those teams because you're going to know before we do. So you just <laughs> let me know so I can tell my wife where we might have this baby at. Um, well, but it, you, you, could tell her, you could tell her now. I'm saying right now we could start looking at real estate, start looking at hospitals okay. in New York, Washington, New Orleans, Pittsburgh and Indianapolis right now. That, that's my sense. Now, look, this is also fluid, Mitch. Right. For all we know, during free agency, there's an opening in. Green Bay, there's an opening in Houston. There's an opening in Seattle. You never know. It's fluid. You never know. But a week out, I would forecast your new home to be in one of those places somehow, some way. And that will be a major connection. a major. And I will keep you posted. How about that? I appreciate that. Thank you. Hey, I want to thank you very much for taking the time today. I'll be pulling for you next week. And more important, I'll be pulling for your wife in May. That's, that's <laughs> way more important. Absolutely. I appreciate it. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And there is the free agent quarterback to be Mitch Trubisky, who will be a man in demand. You heard some of the teams out there, the Giants, Washington, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis could see him in any one of those places. Maybe even a team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers makes a run at Mitch Trubisky. He could upgrade some teams quarterback situations. And I believe he will be even better in his next stop, wherever that turns out to be. Also should mention that we're just returning from the combine in Indianapolis, which also feels like a long time ago right now, but it was the first time back in Indianapolis since the pandemic. And there's certainly something comfortable and familiar about that great city, Indianapolis. The people are incredibly welcoming, but I will say this, there was a restaurant there, a Japanese restaurant called Mikado that is across from the Omni Hotel downtown. And I've been coming to the Combine for 30 years, since the early 1990s, way back when. Not to age myself, but that is the truth. And every year on the first night of the Combine, I would meet my friend, Paul Sheehy, who is an agent and a lawyer out of Denver at Mikado. And we would have the same waitress, Agnes. Agnes at Mikado 
who would always come over to us and give us a big hug and a kiss. We got to know her. She got to know us. It had been a streak of, I would say, 25 straight years having dinner at Mikado on the first night of the combine with Agnes as our great server. And when I rolled into Indianapolis last week and pulled up, Mikado was no more. The sign was still on the window, but it was closed down. And much of Indianapolis has been greatly affected by the pandemic, as has much of our country. But it really has seemed to have hit that city quite hard. And the fact that Mikado wasn't open to have my meal with Agnes, I ask this honestly. If there's anybody from Indianapolis out there who knows what happened to Agnes, please let me know. I'm concerned. I hope that she has surfaced somewhere else. I hope that I will get to visit her another time when I get to go back to the combine in Indianapolis. And hopefully the combine continues on in Indianapolis. The contract with the NFL is up after this year. The league is also looking at Dallas and Los Angeles. And I know a lot of coaches and executives are tired of the combine, but it's not Indianapolis that they're tired of. They just feel like with the combine on television, they can get what they need that way, that they don't have to be there. And I think we'll see more and more coaches stay away from the combine in future years, but it doesn't change the importance and the significance of what really becomes an offseason gathering point for everybody in the NFL, teams, coaches, front office members, agents, media, to all gather in one city, one place for one week to really begin discussions about all that's going to occur in the offseason and the NFL draft. But the combine's not the same without Agnes. So anybody who knows where Agnes is, please let us know. Also want to say this is the start of our weekly golf tournament, the golf pool that we talked about so much last year. TPC, Sawgrass, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Can't wait. The players all in. Don't have my pick yet for this week's pool, but that is something that consumes my offseason and my vice and my habit and my love. And this year, we've added another entry along with my other friends, my college buddies, are doing another entry with me. So we'll have a couple of picks for this week's TPC players, Ponte Vedra, Florida. Can't wait for that. And we'll be back next week with more podcasts about free agency. There'll be news and developments every day. We're going to do a more regular podcast, a daily version of that next week. We'll do it two, three times next week, as opposed to the regular once a week podcast. So please check back in this space next week for the latest free agent information and insights as we will be back in Bristol for the week of free agency. All right, before I let you go, I want to quickly tell you about the first draft podcast with ESPN experts, Mel Kuyper Jr., Todd McShay, and Field Yates. This podcast is keeping tabs on the latest in the NFL draft and is now twice a week, every Monday and Thursday. Also, check out Monday's show on YouTube as well. I want to thank Mitch Trubisky for taking time out of his schedule to join us today. I want to thank my great producer, Christina Buswell, Sarah Abbott, for helping coordinate this and putting this podcast together. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in to another Adam Schefter podcast. Like I said, we'll be back in this spot next week. More insights, more information about free agency. The NFL offseason is underway, and we appreciate you joining us. Have a great week. Be well and stay safe.